0: The University of Kansas Health System is proud to be the official health care provider of the Kansas City Current. From youth athletes to the pros, we put player care first to turn their dreams into reality. Learn more at kansashealthsystem.com slash
1: the IRS, the world's most aggressive collection agency. They can seize your property, bank account, and garnish your wages. They cause sleepless nights for millions of Americans. Don't be one of them. If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS or state, get protected today. Call 800-312-9970. Coast One Tax Group, protecting your bank, home, and your sleep since 2008. With hundreds of five-star reviews and an A-plus on the Better Business Bureau. Call Coast One Tax Group, 800 312 one 9970 Stanley from New York owed $93,000. The IRS placed a levy on his bank account. Coast 1 released the levy and settled with the IRS for $2,000. Mark in Michigan owed $225,000. After Coast 1 stepped in, Mark walked away paying less than $1,500. Call Coast 1 now. A 10-minute call can save you up to 93% on your back taxes. Get your fresh start today. That's 800-312-9970. Here in Manhattan, every man
2: is a Wildcat.
1: Into the corner for three. Yes, sir! Yes, sir!
2: Join us for the start of a new era. Our next head basketball coach at Kansas State University, Jerome Tang. Be a part of the Wildcat journey all season long on your home for Kansas State basketball. Tonight, Kansas State faces Oklahoma. Hear
1: the tip-off tonight at 8 right here on the home of the Wildcats, ESPN Wichita 92.3
2: FM. This is SportsCenter.
0: I'm Christine Lisi. Breaking news, ESPN's Adam Schefter reporting. As expected, the Raiders released quarterback Derek Carr ahead of the deadline where $40 million of his contracts guaranteed. He's a free agent and can immediately sign anywhere. His best landing spot would be the Saints, believes ESPN's Mike Tannenbaum.
1: Dennis Allen was the head coach of the Raiders when he was uh, drafted. They need a quarterback. I think they have some really good young talent with Chris Olave. Uh, Alvin Kamara, amongst others, top 10 defense. So to me, that's really a good fit.
0: Mike Tannenbaum on Canty and Carlin. The final two NFL head coaching vacancies have been filled, both by Eagles assistants. Schefter also reports the Cardinals hired Philly defensive coordinator Jonathan Gannon and gave him a five-year contract. Eagles offensive coordinator Shane Steichen introduced today as the Colts' new coach. He brings quarterback expertise for a team that has long sought stability at the position. NBA add Jason Tatum to the long list of Celtics players out for tonight's marquee matchup against the Bucs. In addition to Tatum, Boston will be without Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart as well. The Celtics lead the Eastern Conference by a game and a half on the Bucks.
1: We all know the game isn't over till it's over. So, next time you need parts for your car, don't call it quits. Go to eBay Motors. They have 122 million parts to take your car into overtime. Get the right parts at the right prices. eBayMotors.com. Let's ride.
2: This is a public service announcement sponsored by Just Blaze and the good folks at Rockefeller Records. Fellow Americans. It is with the utmost pride and sincerity that I present this recording as a living testament and recollection <laughs> of history in the making during our generation. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is O-O-H to the O-V. I used to move snowflakes Welcome by the Welcome to our number two
3: here on The Pulse on Wichita Sports Leader ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM, streaming on ESPNWichita.com, on the TuneIn app on your smartphone and your favorite smart speaker. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Pat Strompfman. Producing is Jack Johnson. Can't call us now, but the phone line is 316-669-4996. Text line 316-247-0923. That is 316-247-0923. Twitter, ESPN Wichita, Pat Strompfman, Johnny J underscore 15, And you can also message us on Facebook, ESPN Wichita 92.3. Here in the second hour, we are stacked up. We do have a Take-Two Tuesday. Coming up here shortly, you'll listen to the conversation I had with former KU big man, Landon Lucas. He was very insightful when talking about the Kansas Jayhawks. So we'll get into that here shortly, but right now, It is time for a Tuesday with Taylor Eldridge of the Wichita Eagle every week. Brought to you by You Build It, where your home's in your hands. Customers save 20% or more on their dream home. Call or text 316-260-2044 today. That is 316-260-2044. Well, Taylor, on Sunday, well, I didn't know if you're going to be able to watch the big game or not, because Wichita State and SMU took a little bit longer than originally planned, not one but two overtimes there for a little bit. It looked like SMU would find a way to steal this one inside Coke Arena, but Wichita State finds a way to hang on after two extra periods, 91-89 to being the final. What was your overall takeaway from the game on Sunday, Taylor?
4: Yeah, I mean, it was, uh, I guess, in some ways, uh, you know, it felt like kind of a step back in some ways and then a, a step forward in others. Uh, you know, obviously, they were coming off that, that uh, major uh, disappointment uh, early in the week to, to lose that game. Uh, another loss at home, and uh, it looks like it was going to be yet another loss at Coke Arena. You know, I had my story written. They were down six with, uh, you know, 70 seconds left and, uh, you know, Craig Porter went to work and they, they found a way to win. So I guess, uh, in that regard, it, it was uh, impressive to see the resiliency of these guys. Uh, you know, obviously this season hasn't gone the way that they wanted it to. They were coming off, uh, you know, very disappointing home loss. They get down six. They had just blown another lead. Uh, it would have been very, very easy to kind of just roll over and, uh, you know, just kind of, uh, pack it in, go watch the, go watch the Super Bowl, But, uh, you know, I give them credit for for finding a way to, to erase that six point lead in the last seventy seconds, and then uh, to ultimately come out in overtime. You know, they lost uh, two OT games earlier earlier this year. They lost both OT games last year, so uh, that that was uh, a nice change up for for the Shockers. So, uh, yeah, it, it was. Uh, I mean, I, I think that's just the best way to, to describe this season. I mean, it's just uh, it's never black or white. It's always. You know, just uh, super complicated. You know, they can never just have, a, you know, an easy win with uh, without any, uh, you know, any any flaws. So, uh, it was kind of the perfect way to, to kind of describe, you know, how this season has played out, I think.
3: Yeah, boy, ain't that the truth. I think you hit the nail on the head. I don't think there's a clear-cut, hey, they won or hey, they lost. There's always something there that is always thrown into the mix. And for this one, how many teams win games with 25 turnovers Taylor can't be very many
4: <laughs> yeah yeah I mean this was uh, uh that was the 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 biggest disappointment because you know Wichita State you know they shot 57 percent I believe uh, they shot 65 percent on two-pointers uh you know and they barely finished above one point per possession you know that's that's very hard to do if you shoot that well and it's because they had 25 turnovers so yeah I did some digging on that and uh, yeah, there's only been three college basketball teams since Christmas that have won with at least 25 turnovers this season. So uh, very rare to win in conference when you turn the ball over like that. And that was the most turnovers Wichita State has had since 20, uh, 2008. And uh, funny enough, you know, they actually won that game too. But, uh, you know, most turnovers they've had in, in 15 years, uh, not not a great path for victory, but they, they found a way.
3: Yeah, no doubt. What can Wichita State do to get better when it comes to the turnover bug, Taylor? I find it interesting because, you know, sometimes a coach can do so many different things. But at the end of the day, his players got to have good IQ. You got to have a good basketball IQ. You can't have a pass that goes off an official and then you just stand there not knowing that it's a live ball. And then SMU gets it and then you dunk it. And then you throw the ball into the official and it goes as a turnover. It's like... Those are the type of plays that frustrate me because, to me, that's just having a bad basketball IQ. When it comes to fixing the turnover problem, is it as simple as that, just players just got to be better, or can something be done about the turnover bug from a coaching staff perspective?
4: Yeah, I mean, I I think, uh, you know, the the share of the blame uh, definitely goes towards the players. You know, they're the ones out there you know, playing the game, making the decisions, Uh, you know, there's only so much you can do as a staff. And uh, yeah, I mean, when you go back and watch a lot of those turnovers, you know, they got whistled for five charges. Uh, Some of those were, you know, pretty, you know, when I went back and watched, I mean, it's so hard for me to watch this, uh, you know, live uh, and kind of form, you know, judgments, uh, right, you know, as the game is going. But when I went back and watched, yeah, some of those were pretty shaky, Uh, you know, feet probably weren't set uh, in time. So, a couple of bad breaks, and obviously the uh, you know there's a kick ball uh, that the ref just uh, blatantly misses. Uh, there's a, the instance like you said where the ball gets tipped, it's going out of bounds, but the ref is standing inbounds, not where he's supposed to be, and the ball uh, hits off of him, stays inbounds. So there's a couple of bad break turnovers there where it's just like you know you can't even make up that stuff. Uh, and you mentioned the Jaquan Walton turnover where he thinks he's just uh, you know resetting to the ref but he's already out of bounds. So a lot of uh, just bizarre stuff happened that game. But there were, uh, you know, just poor decision-making too. And that's been a constant theme with this team. You know, when they get fed up, uh, you know, James Rojas has really struggled in transition, uh, getting the ball poked out from behind or barreling toward the rim, getting called for a charge. Uh, You know, that's been a constant theme all season. And then just the ball handling, Uh, you know, even with a guy like Craig Porter, obviously he just, uh, you know, he handles such a heavy load, uh, such a burden uh, both ways for this team. But he he makes a lot of just careless mistakes that, you know, you would want a a fifth-year senior to kind of, you know, uh, eliminate from his game at this point. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know how much uh, more the coaching staff can do. You know, obviously they uh, pointed out to him in film – uh, you know, they run for their mistakes in practice, is what Ivy said today. Uh, but, yeah, at the end of the day, it just got to get better decision-making, uh, you know, be uh, more secure with the ball, uh, and just make better decisions. And uh, and then I think that's the, the, the path to, to, you know, eliminating those turnovers because kind of like what you pointed out today in the press conference, you know, if they cut down those turnovers, you know, their offense would be Very, very good. Like I said, they shot 65% on two pointers, and the majority of the offense is inside the arc. So, you know, you cut 25 turnovers down to 15. uh, Well, you just gave yourself, you know, 10 new chances to to score the basketball. So uh, they're just leaving so much meat on the bone, and uh, it's pretty frustrating because the offense has gotten better these last few weeks
3: yeah no doubt taylor eldridge with the wichita eagle joining us here on the pulse on espn wichita 92.3 fm he's brought to you every single week by you build it shockers get the win over smu and double ot at 91 to 89 three players with 20 points or more Jaquan walton with 20 craig porter jr with 22 also had six assists and four rebounds kenny podo Had a career-high 28 points on 13 of 15 shooting. You had eight rebounds in total. Had a couple assists and a couple of turnovers as well and a couple steals, for that matter, for Kenny Poto. What do you make of Kenny Poto's game as of late, Taylor? Is this the Kenny Poto that the coaching staff kind of envisioned? I don't know if they envisioned a, a guy averaging 28 points per game inside, and if they did, then, well, you're probably thinking NCAA tournament, but... Kenny Poto, what has he been able to do in the last couple of weeks? Is it simply just him just feeling as healthy as ever, or what do you think?
4: Yeah, I mean, it it is kind of interesting because, you know, they brought him in uh, to be a pick-and-pop big. So, you know, when he would set screens, he would pop out to the perimeter, and that was kind of his thing was that, you know, he was going to come in and, you know, be a 35% three-point shooter and stretch defenses and really put them in binds in those pick-and-rolls with – You know, guys like Craig Porter and Tyson Etienne and, uh, you know, those uh, big-time ball handlers they had last year. And that just never materialized last year. And then at the start of the season, that's what he kept trying to do early in the season. He starts out two for 18 on threes. They just weren't falling. I don't know if I've ever seen, you know, I've only covered them for six years, but I, I can't remember seeing a bigger transformation in the middle of the season from one player, just like to just distinctly changing his playing style. He doesn't even look to shoot three pointers anymore. Uh, you know, I think he's only attempted five in the last 12 games. I think uh, maybe four or five. And uh, you know, he's turning down threes, and now he's doing the short rolls. So basically, you know, after he sets the screen, he's just rolling to about 15 feet. WSU is kind of uh, dumping it to him, and then he's kind of surveying the defense. And if they send a double team his way, he's picking out the cutter, picking out the open shooter. And if they leave him on the island, well, now he's going to work. And, you know, the efficiency probably could be a little bit better, uh, you know, overall. But, uh, you know, he's definitely getting better. He's getting tougher. He's getting more physical. And uh, that was kind of his biggest criticism, you know, that that first year and a half was that he's just kind of soft around the rim, uh, you know, kind of had that, that stereotypical, you know, European big man, uh label being kind of soft just wanted to be around the perimeter and he's starting to shed that you know these last six weeks you know he grabbed a career high rebounds against houston you know you got to be a tough dude to to rebound 12 times against houston and he puts up 28 points this game and uh all inside the arc which was uh very very impressive because uh, what he was doing this time was that he was kind of popping to the like i said 15 feet this time and now he's taking, uh, you know, mid-range jumpers instead of those threes. And he was uh, really making SMU pay uh, from the mid-range. And, uh, I mean, this is a pretty pretty big, you know, chunk of evidence that he has got his game turned around. It's been 12 games. I just looked up the stats. I threw a story on him today about, uh, you know, 12 games. That's six weeks now of evidence. He's averaging 12, seven, two and a half assists and a block shooting 54%. And, you know, you compare that to the first 12 games of the year, he's only averaging five and four, one assist, and .3 blocks, shooting 39% from the field. So it's a pretty dramatic difference, and it correlates with WSU playing offense inside out. They, they uh, you know, give IV credit. You know, he's he made that switch, uh, finally got through to the players. Hey, we got to play inside out, and that's what's really unlocked Kenny Photo's game.
3: Isaac Abide played 31 minutes on Sunday. We've kind of seen his playing time go up as of late. What's been the biggest reason for it? What has Isaac Abide done to get more minutes?
4: Yeah, I I, uh, I think this last game, it wasn't uh, as much about what he was doing as, as much as uh, uh, James Rojas. Uh, you know, Rojas has been playing, you know, 30-plus minutes uh, lately, and he's been playing really well. But, you know, turnovers have been an issue with him all season, like I talked about. He had two, uh, could have been three turnovers, uh, you know, against SMU. And I think IB just kind of got frustrated uh, early in the second half or maybe at halftime because I think he only played four minutes after halftime, you know, in the 30 minutes of the, the combined overtimes in the second half. So uh, I think he just, uh, that was maybe a little bit of a message that, hey, you got to clean up those mistakes. Uh, can't be having that and then Isaac beat it you know he took advantage of uh, of the playing time you know this is a guy that uh, you know he played 32 minutes as uh, you know almost as much as he's played uh, all season it felt like and uh, i mean he had he had his ups and downs you know he's a young guy uh, playing in his first year of uh, division 1 uh, Grabbed some big rebounds though you know really use that athleticism uh, to go up and grab the ball above the rim uh, but he's still dealing if you watch this you know watch the film you know you see a lot of a lot of those first-year player mistakes, and you know, very understandable. I mean, it's not just the first year, but this is really his first extended run. Uh, so he's still learning how to, to you know, uh, embrace those details that, that you know, Division One coaches need uh, to for you to, to stay on the court. So uh, he's shown some promise, uh, especially on the, the the rebounding. But yeah, he's, he's still got some some ways to go. I'm gonna be curious to see how this rotation. Feels like it's, uh, you know, a different rotation every single week. You know, they've, they've gone from uh, one of the best benches in the country to, to felt like they were a liability at, at some points. you know, this last month. Now he's going back to the bench. So it uh, feels like it's fun all over the place. Uh, I'll be curious to see what he does uh, Thursday at Temple.
3: Yeah, I thought I think what well, you just said about the rotation. I think it's interesting. What do you make of Melvin Flanagan not being used for a half and then starts in the second half or plays in the second half? I just think it's so it's so unique. I I don't know. What you we make of not, it?
4: Yeah, not only that. I mean, he's out there in crunch time. I mean, he's so yeah, guy right. You haven't played uh, for basically three weeks. I don't think. Uh, I mean, the Memphis game I think was the last time he got. Uh, was in a, in the regular rotation. This is a guy that was just a flamethrower for you in December, January. He was like, you know, this out of nowhere story. He was like a significant contributor to Wichita State for you know a month, and then out of nowhere, now it's like he's not even playing. And now, uh, now he's back in uh, the SMU game, and not just that, he played almost. I think he played both overtimes and like the last five minutes of crunch time and regulation. So. Uh, that's the stuff I'm talking about. That's, that's uh, you know, it's so tough to, to um, you know, Greg used to, to give me a real hard time about questioning his uh, rotation because, you know, it's so hard to to do in games and, uh, you know, make sure it's not like you're just looking at, uh, you know, this guy has played this many minutes. It's just based off feel. And uh, it is a really tough thing to do. But, you know, from the outside looking in, it's just, it's very, I haven't been able to wrap my head around it all season. You would think it'd be kind of, tough as a bench player to kind of establish a rhythm when you don't know if you're going to be playing at all or you could be like Melvion you know you go from from not playing three weeks then to now you're playing 21 minutes you're playing all of crunch time and give him credit you know he hit that huge three in the first overtime uh, he was ready for the moment and I think what State, will say they, they do like that confidence that, that he brings I mean he thinks every shot he's taken is going in. Uh, you know he doesn't care if he's a walk on or not. I mean he carries that swagger, and I think that's a very valuable trait to have in games like that. So, uh, you know, not a surprise that he was able to you know shake off the rust and, and still deliver in a big moment. But yeah, I mean it's it's very uh, confusing, I would say, uh, you know what this rotation has been, uh, not just you know the last couple of weeks, but really the all season.
3: Yeah, for sure, and I'm glad that you're having the same thoughts as, as we are because I, I just think it's so, so very much unique, to say the least. All right, coming up, it's it's Wichita State and Temple, certainly a, a big game for, for the Shockers. Every game is going to be big because Wichita State's going to need it. But they have played better on the road than at home, so maybe this could be an encouraging game for Wichita State. What do you make of Temple and Wichita State just around the corner?
4: Yeah, I mean, Temple for the first, uh, you know, two, two and a half months, they looked like a, uh, you know, borderline NCAA tournament team. And uh, they were uh, playing really, really well. Uh, you know, I know they had a tough uh, end of the non-con, but uh, they had a very good start. I think they were 8-2 in conference play. And, uh, and they were looking uh, very, very good. And like IB said today, you know, they have a lot of very good individual talent. Uh, you know, Khalif Battle, Damian Dunn. Guys like that, you know, those are two of the best players in the conference. And so they they got some talent, but, uh, you know, they've hit some uh, a hard spell uh, lately. They've lost uh, three in a row. Uh, Houston-Memphis, obviously tough teams, but they lost two SMU. Uh, you know, obviously they're a, you know, a bottom-tier team in the American. So that's a, a game I'm sure Temple would like to have back. So, you know, they had that great start the first half. And now they're kind of hitting a little bit of a skid. So this is a chance for Wichita State uh, to, to get one back. You know, they, they obviously want that UCF game back. Uh, you know, you probably want that two-lane game back. You know, there's a lot of uh, what it could have, should have is, uh, uh, for Wichita State. You know for And I feel like for as bad as, uh, you know, the fans, you know, all these people that are tweeting me and I see like on Facebook comments, uh, you know, for as bad as they think that this Wichita State team is, you know, they are not – very far away from being, you know, nine and four, uh, you know, in the top four of the conference, uh, and shoot, you can go back to the non-conference. You know, they they should have beat a, a K-State team. That you know, look at them now; they're top 15 in the country. Yeah. Uh, they let that lead slip away. You know, Missouri's Missouri. having a great season. Uh, so there's been a lot of missed opportunities. I don't think Wichita State is as far as uh, you know the fans probably think they are, but you know, it is frustrating when. You have all these woulda, coulda, shouldas, and they add up to you know five, six, seven games. So uh, this is a chance to, uh, for which i say State to get one back, though, on the road. You know, Temple's not playing its best basketball right now, so uh, you know they got a really tough stretch coming up, the Shockers. So they can steal one on the road. You know, this would uh, this would be an important one for them.
3: All right, Taylor. Well, thanks so much for your time. You're going to have a cheesesteak tomorrow. Is that on the menu? In Philly? Yeah, I'm
4: looking. Well, they yeah, they got the the gents, uh, uh Philly cheesesteak, and then uh, they got one of my favorite pizza places too. So I'm looking forward to it.
3: Okay, good eats for Taylor Aldrich. Make sure you stay away from the greased up light poles. Okay, don't be an <laughs> eagle. Don't be an eagle. Yeah. Stay stay away yeah. from those. <laughs> will do. Ho- hopefully, hopefully the city's is is still standing by the time you get yeah. there. Because I'm sure right it
4: did not do light. well. <laughs> yeah, the last, I was actually there after the last Super Bowl. I remember those greased up uh, phone, uh, the poles. So yeah, it's it's a it's a madhouse there. So I'm, uh, no Super Bowl parade in Philly, but I'm sure there's going to be a lot of angry uh, angry people up there.
3: Yeah, no doubt. If you have a Chiefs uh, shirt, make sure you wear it on your way
4: to Philadelphia
3: <laughs> tomorrow. Taylor, thank you so much for your time. Have yourself uh, a great time in Philly. We'll talk to you again next week.
4: Sounds good. Thanks for having me on
3: absolutely that is taylor eldridge of the wichita eagle here on the pulse on espn wichita ninety two point three 2.3 fm he's brought to you every week by you build it where your home's in your hands customers save 20 percent or more on their dream home call or text 316-260-2044 today that is 316-260-2044 taylor eldridge on twitter readers work on kansas.com you can also read it inside the wichita eagle all right let us take a break when we return i gotta play you this awesome conversation i had with former ku big man landon lucas very informative conversation with the big man that's next here on the pulse
2: on espn wichita the heartbeat of wichita sports fans the pulse on espn wichita 92.3 fm Since 1933, Envision has been a part of the Wichita community,
1: serving people who are blind or visually impaired and their families, from employment opportunities to child development, rehabilitation, research, and crucial programs for all ages. This year, we celebrate our 90th birthday. We invite you to join our year-long celebration of 90 years of Envisioning the Possibilities. Visit EnvisionUs.com to wish us a happy birthday and join us in continuing the mission. 100% of your gift directly impacts Envision's programs and services. Thank you,
2: Wichita. Ray Malliots are here for eBay Motors. So you ordered a new air filter for your car. You try to install it, but it doesn't fit. So you take a little bit off the sides.
4: Well, it still doesn't fit? Well, you could try to sit on it. <sighs> or just go to eBay Motors and get it right the first time. With over 122
2: million parts, they have the parts that fit your vehicle. Air filters, tires, headlights, brakes, and more. Get the right parts at the right prices. eBay Motors, let's ride.
1: My dog was scratching and shedding like crazy around the house. When I heard about Dynavite Nutritional Supplement, I thought, why not? It couldn't hurt. We literally tried everything else. Our dog quickly took to it, and after a couple of weeks of adding Dynavite to his food, we noticed a big difference. Our little Gizmo's coat was shinier, and he almost completely stopped shedding and itching. I'm so glad I tried Dynavite.
0: My dog smelled so bad and scratched herself constantly. We bathed, sprayed, and bathed her again, but no results. And then I heard about Dynovite supplements for gut health and all of the reviews sounded just like my Bella. After just 2 weeks, she had major improvements with the smell and no more scratching or dragging her stomach across the carpet and her coat is more beautiful than ever.
1: Get 10% off your next order of Dynovite nutritional supplements for dogs at dynovite.com.
4: Happier, healthier with every bite. Over a million pets helped with dinovites.
2: <laughs>
1: The Labor Day event from Dell Technologies is here, and the summer strong, by starting up a new season of productivity. Your business upgrade begins with up to 48% off top-rated laptops, like Vostro, taking performance to the next level with 12th-gen Intel Core processors. It's time to push your growing business even further. What's next for you? Upgrade today by calling 877-ASK-DELL. That's 877-ASK-DELL.
2: Wichita's home for Chiefs coverage. ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM.
4: I, I told y'all before the season,
3: we got we got Coach Andy Reed, we got guys like Travis Kelsey, Chris Jones, Frank Clark. We're gonna be the Kansas City Chiefs.
5: Coach Reed, there's some reports out there that you might retire. I think I'm going to hang around.
3: Uh, I'm not going to say dynasty yet. We're not done. So I'm not going to say dynasty yet.
5: When you want the
2: latest on your favorite teams, tune into Wichita's new sports leader, ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM.
3: Tuesday edition of the Pulse, almost over here on ESPN, Wichita, ninety-two point three FM. Twin Peaks, happy hour going on right now at Ridge and Tafton, twenty-first and Rock, the two locations in Wichita. You know, Twin Peaks would be a great place to watch Kansas and Kansas State tonight. Both games tipping off at eight o'clock. It's also the final day of their Sweethearts Party. Get out there today, dive into Sweetheart Week with their Red Hot Lingerie Party, and steal your heart specials on all of their favorite festive cocktails. Ridge and Taft, 21st and Rock. That is the Lodge, Twin Peaks. So last week, Super Bowl 57 Radio Row, we talked to a boatload of people. Some interviews we didn't play, including this one. Landon Lucas, former KU big man. He was roaming around. I saw this really tall dude walking around. I'm like, that looks like Landon Lucas walked over. Sure enough, it's Landon. I go, hey, man, we'll love to talk KU basketball. You got a moment? Goes, absolutely. Well, we talked for 20 minutes, talking about Kansas last year and Kansas this year. So without further ado, here is Landon Lucas from last week's Super Bowl 57 radio reel. You obviously still watch basketball. Let's yes. go back to last season then, mm-hmm. national championship run. Ochai has this crazy rise and just yes. just impresses that every time they shot a three, I was stunned that it didn't go in. That's how good he was last year. Christian Brown, who obviously is thriving at the next stage with the Denver Nuggets. Christian Brown, a part of that team. David McCormick, as much as everyone gave him crap all last season, yeah. what does he do? He only makes the biggest play in the national championship game. Remy Martin, oh, the knee thing, blah, blah, blah. What happens? He nails two gigantic threes in that comeback win against North Carolina for the championship. What was last season like for you watching as a spectator?
5: A roller coaster. I mean, that was probably the first season I got to watch in full because before that I was traveling overseas playing basketball whatnot. Mm -hmm. Last season I was trying to get back into it, so I caught every game. And as a fan, it's so different, the roller coaster that you really go through, you know, the highs and the lows and – and then going into the tournament, you weren't really quite sure which team you were going to get. Obviously, you know, they had that uh, loss to TCU that was tough, and then they started building back going into the tournament. And then things just started breaking their way. Everybody started clicking. Coach Self obviously got them, you know, together and running well. and. It was just fun to see and fun to be a part of, and that team was very deserving of it. They were very mature and just how they approached every game in the tournament, even the games that they were supposed to win. Those are tough to win in the tournament, and so they handled business. They got the job done, and it was, it was great to watch that and celebrate that as a Kansas alumni. And, you know hang another banner it just it's great for them but it's also great for everybody a part of the program even the fans just to have that again and be back on top
3: yeah for sure Lane and Lucas our guest here at Super Bowl 57 radio right row he's just walking on by he's not very hard to miss by the way <laughs> he's walking around and I immediately I was like that's Landon Lucas let's see if I can go track Landon down so appreciate you stopping on by and chit-chatting here today this season Mm-hmm. Sky was falling not too long ago, right? Three yes, consecutive was. losses. Oh, my goodness gracious. I can't <laughs> believe it. And I remember way back when I was a – would have been my senior year. Mm-hmm. It would have been 2013 when they lost to, I believe it was TCU, Oklahoma, and Oklahoma State, three, three consecutive game, games, yep. right? And the Oklahoma State game, I'll never forget it because it's Marcus Smart doing the backflip inside yes. Allen Fieldhouse. And I remember as a fan, like, being there – they were hot. Hill Brown couldn't miss, and I'm thinking, gosh, these guys, these guys are going to beat. They're going to beat us. It's just the way it's going to mm-hmm. be. And then you have TCU, which you know, it's one of those places to where you go, you don't think TCU is a tough place to play in Fort Worth. It's a very difficult place to play. Yes. It is. And then you have the Lloyd Noble Center with Oklahoma. Things turned out to be just fine that season. Now they didn't go on to win the national championship. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't for a crazy three over Kevin Young, you know, things would be, you know, a little bit different. I'm, I'm still better. I'm still <laughs> better about that. But anyhow, this year, obviously no Ochai Baji, no Christian Brown, no David McCormick. You do have guys back like Juan, who has been playing a lot of basketball. You insert Kevin McCuller. Jalen Wilson's been, been tearing it up. obviously they've they've kind of been up and down what have you seen from kansas so far this year
5: i mean i've seen a lot i I think early on i was really high on them just the way that they all performed grady dick impressed me so much the way that he came out his maturity level obviously his shot is beautiful um the the losing streak it's kind of expected almost i know that during my time at kansas around that january you know, early February time, you kind of expect some kind of lull, some kind of you know, either if it, it's a bad game. Last year was that Kentucky game where the Kentucky came in and just completely you know, right it. in Allen Fieldhouse. I mean, you you expect something like that to come up at some point, especially the way the Big Twelve is. The key is just to learn from it and come out of the other side. You know, with that learning experience and come out better. And knowing Coach Self and knowing just the history of Kansas and you know what that brings. You expect to come out of that a better team and, and learn from that going into the tournament and tournament in March. I think this team will do that. They have all the necessary pieces. Obviously, they've tried to figure out what to do inside, and K.J.'s improved all season long. They figured out how to work with him, which the way they're scoring is different with the bigs. Obviously, even David McCormick, while he had his ups and downs, you still could throw him the in the ball on the post. And, you know, get angles with him, get post moves. With KJ, they figured out that that little short roll to the free throw line, allowing him to be a playmaker, find guys in the corner. He's developed that nice little floater, which is nice. Um, There's a lot of ways that they're figuring out how to use him. And then the more they can get bench production, which the bench was the main talking point the last few, you know, especially that that game against Texas with yeah. Jalen only having two points and having a short bench. Those guys coming off providing those minutes, they're going to need more of that. But I trust Coach Stealth, and he has you know enough pieces that they'll put themselves in contention come uh, you know March.
3: What's been the biggest difference with with uh, Jalen Wilson? and what he was wow. able to do last year to this year. I know Fran Paschilla of ESPN brought up, hey, I want to be like Gochai Abaji I mm-hmm. want to be the guy to go out there and, and take every shot. He's definitely not shy to shoot, but I remember last year, you know, before stuff went down, talking to a few people, hey, this, this is Kansas's best player. Like, at, mm-hmm. to this point, this is Katie's best player. And then this happens, and then it throws you for a loop, and then he has to readjust and so on and so forth. Now you see him – putting up 20 a night outside of the Texas game, which on Monday they to have a chance to watch a whole heck of a lot of because we had opening night here oh. in, in Phoenix. I remember looking at the box score going. Shocking. If huh? you would have told me <laughs> Jalen <laughs> oh, Wilson's man. held the two points on 1-7 shooting with no free throw attempts, I would have told you Texas wins by 20.
5: 100%. I agree 100%. But yeah,
3: KU wins, which, you know, obviously that helps when you do have the bench production. But Jalen, what's been the biggest difference in his game this year compared to last season?
5: Well, I think you see with a lot of coach self-players, uh, there's usually a jump in who's that main guy. And and I remember all the way back to w- my first year there was right after Thomas Robinson made his big jump. Yeah. You know, and then there were guys who came in and made Frank Mason made his big jump. You know, you just see Ochai had his. You see that people get ready. He gets, you know, guys in the position so that when it's their time, they're ready to go. And Jalen was one of those guys where last year you could see the potential, but this year it was time for him to take that next step. And I think a lot of it has to do with Coach Self providing that confidence to these guys. He, when When you have the keys to the car as that guy, I mean, you feel – absolute green light, absolute confidence from the coach, from the team, coaching staff, everyone. And I think you could see that with Jalen. He has the right tools. And and I love watching him play. I mean, once he gets downhill and, you know, with how strong he is, it's so hard to stop him. And then if he's hitting shots the way he has been, especially in league play, I mean, it's really hard to stop him. And and I was always curious, you know, what's going to happen when he has the off game? And we just saw it against Texas. And so, I'm really looking forward to seeing how this team plays with him moving forward. And, you know, if they can get that same production they got against Texas with him also scoring, you know, 15, 20 points, it could be really dangerous. And so I'm proud of the jump he's made. I know that everybody, you know, the coaching staff and everybody's real happy with it. And I could definitely see him continuing to improve and come tournament time that's when like the ultimate confidence comes in because that's when you've had all season to perfect everything you go into that with all the confidence in the world and you could really see him make a name for himself
3: what about juan harris and what he's been able to do this season i know there for a little bit it's like oh man uh you know this isn't exactly the type of player that i think you know where used to. That didn't seem like Juan, mm-hmm. and against Texas, he scores those points. And I don't know. I don't know if that's really necessarily his game, but you still look at him. He's obviously an important piece to Kansas' success this season.
5: Yeah, he's he's a huge piece. I mean, and if you look, I saw a stat the other day that said something like, if he scores over three points, Kansas is fourteen and zero. <laughs> <laughs> and when he scores two two or less. They're like one in five, one in five, or something, something crazy. And so it just shows that. I mean, that's that's kind of a absurd stat. But you know, having him be aggressive and having him, he's already he's a great defender. Mm He's a great point guard in the sense of just game manager. He gets people in the right places. He makes smart decisions. During that three-game losing streak, you saw that a lot of those key components of what makes him a good player kind of fell off. And that hurt Kansas a lot. So he's really an X factor to this team when it comes to you know, being that guy who can lead this team, who can get the offense rolling. And also, you know, if he can just score a little bit, provide some buckets like he has in those big wins, That's important, and so I heard Coach Self say that he would like him to be more aggressive, and I think, you know, if he's only needing to score four points for Kansas to win, shoot, take as many (laughs) shots as you need to get to four points. I mean, that's that blew my mind, but he's he's an important guy. He's obviously been through it, been through that tournament last year, knows what it takes, so guys like him and Jalen are going to be really important as they get into those tough games.
3: How has Kevin McCuller fit in this puzzle? I know there for a little bit... You watch him play, and I think you ask Kansas fans are always critical. Let's be real; it's just the way it is. But you look at Kevin McCullough and sometimes you look at his shot, and you're like, "Oh, what in the heck is going on?" And then, like, you look at his box score later on, and he's got another double double, and you're like, "Where, where did that happen?" It didn't feel like that was the case for Kevin McCullough so. How has he fit in this puzzle for Kansas?
5: Oh, it's beautiful the way he's fit in. I mean if you even look at just the the rebounding alone, which isn't even like his strong suit, but he gets a ton of rebounds. That's so important because you got a big man, they're playing small, and KJ isn't a guy who's gonna go out there and consistently get you you know, 8 to 10 rebounds. And so you need help from the guards and guys like Kevin who can come in and clean up those rebounds and whatnot. And then defensively, that's where I'm most impressed because positions that he puts himself in, it goes kind of unnoticed to the casual fan but as a basketball fan that really understands everything you can see that he puts his body in the correct position at all times i think a good testament to that was that game against kentucky where he got hurt and was out for a little bit with that ankle ankle injury and they went inside to oscar a few times and There was just a lack of rotation and guys in the right spots. He comes right back in and on a bum ankle, immediately puts himself in position to get a couple seals, make a difference in that game. And I think that's what he can provide. Scoring aside, he can impact the game in so many ways. And that's always easy to fill in a team with a guy like that, even if he's new to the program. Having a guy that can do those small things is always needed, and he's definitely one of those guys.
3: Lane Lucas our guest from Super Bowl 57 Radio Row. He's just walking around, chilling here, which is great, talking KU hoops, and I'm glad he is, and certainly giving us great insight with this KU basketball team here for 2023, I guess 2022-23. It's 2023, but, you know, is what it is what it is. Well, you look at some of the other guys. So we talked about Kevin McCullough. We talked about Juan. We talked about, obviously, Jalen Wilson, what he's been able to do this year. Who's a guy that, that needs to continue his play or elevate a little bit more here with this team? Who's a guy that maybe can surprise someone down the stretch? Because I feel like, hey, you always get someone there toward the mm-hmm. end. It might be Grady Dick. Maybe he went through that freshman slump. Sometimes the way it goes for shooters, right? Mm-hmm. So he had to adapt his game a little bit. You have K.J. Adams. you talked about the short roll. Mm-hmm. Gosh, I never thought about talking about short rolls so many times oh, before, man. but that's what we talk about. It's just short roll, short roll. And it's like it works. It yeah. works out really well for K.J. Ernest Uday is getting a little bit more playing time. Mm-hmm. If he can stay out without trouble, it's probably the big thing with him. But he's certainly a big, capable body. Joseph Yesufu, experienced player, had a big game against Texas. Who's a a guy that really needs to to step up or can be that guy down the stretch?
5: You know, obviously the the main one would be a guy like Grady. But if you look at the bench, I mean, Yesufu showed a lot in that Texas game. I think he could provide a good spark off the bench from that guard position. The guy that I think is going to be key, though, is Uday. He has all the tools. And it's going to be important because KJ's going to get in foul trouble. We've seen that. And you're going to come up against teams that have a big. Mm-hmm. I mean, what happens if you run into a team like Purdue or something and you've got Edie inside? <laughs> I mean, you're going to need minutes from a guy like Uday. And, you know, when I was out there, I went out for the K-State game mm-hmm. and I got a chance to talk with him. And he is one of those freshmen that understands that he needs to learn and he wants to learn, and that's important from somebody like him. He has all the tools that he needs. He just has to figure out how to put things together, and the key for him is just going to be experience on the court and experience as the season goes along because he's one of those guys that right now he's at that stage, and I was talking to Coach Roberts. He was saying that he'll tell him one thing, hey, you know, make sure that you're going to set the screen in transition, and as a freshman, you get locked in on that, and then every single time down, you want to go set that screen when really, basketball is fluid. You have to understand that there's you gotta play off of what the other teams per you know showing you and whatnot. And so that all comes with just experience and just game time. And right now you're seeing an opportunity because you got Zach Clements out. You know, you got um uh I'm blanking on, on the name, um Zubi.
3: Oh of Eduforce yeah, You got him out <laughs> as well.
5: And so, you know, with those guys taking a couple weeks to recover from injuries, it's gonna be more time um, towards Ernest, and so he's going to have to take advantage of that because I believe that come tournament time, you're going to see a big game from him, maybe a couple big games, and that's going to be the difference in Kansas going home or you know staying alive in the tournament. What's
3: well, going to be Kansas's biggest concern in the NCAA tournament is it size, as you brought up. Is it may
5: it, it may be size. The is other things because I
3: know KU turns the ball over a lot too, and that's really yes. self-inflicted wounds. It's not necessarily you do got to give credit to defenses, right? I'm not trying to say mm-hmm. uh, it's just Kansas's fault because defenses are obviously playing KU a certain way, but turnovers are such a big thing too.
5: Turnovers are going to be huge. I, I look at this team, and you look at the nights where they don't make shots, and in the tournament, you're not going to make shots sometimes. It's just you're going to go through a game where you just can't make a shot. Unfortunately, those games came for my, you know, uh, in the Elite Eight with my teams, and right. that was the worst-case scenario because right. you would like for it to come against a team that you can beat even without making shots. But if that comes, you know, what do they turn to? What is it they, they don't really have, other than Jalen, a guy that can get easy buckets for them. And so it's just how do they, you know, string together a couple easy buckets, but then the most important thing is string together a couple stops. And it's going to be tough because there's a few times where I've seen a lack of keeping their man in front of them. And in the tournament, that's important. When plays break down, it's one on one defense. You got to take pride in keeping your man in front of you and making sure that you don't need any help behind. They don't obviously have massive shot blockers, you know, a Jeff Withie or Joel right. behind them. So they got to keep their man in front. And that's going to be key because come, come tournament time, if you're not making shots, you got to. Go make stops and then find ways to get easy buckets on the other end. They're going to have to figure out a solution for that. And then obviously if they run into a big man, traps are going to be key. How they rotate out of traps is going to be huge. I, I don't want to run into, uh, you know, Edie, but there's other big men that they're going to run oh, yeah. into. Well,
3: I mean, Oscar Shiboy and that's the other thing, right? So they play yeah. Kentucky, and I know going into that week, everyone's like, oh, man, I'm taking Kentucky. The Wrong team favorite, blah, blah, blah. And yeah. I'm like, listen, hold on. I know what you're saying, but Kentucky can't shoot. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm thinking if KU makes a shot, a few shots, I like Kansas' chances as good as Oscar Shibwe is. But, yeah, you have so many veteran big men. Yes. In, in previous years, it's like, hey, I'm going to go to the NBA, bye. No, there's a ton. Now there's a ton of big men that are sticking around for NIL or whatever because they understand, well, once I get to the league, like Drew Timmy's thinking, hey, all right, if I get to the league, that's great, but I don't know if, if that game's going to translate to the NBA. I don't know if that's going to be the case or not. So – why not stick around make a little bit longer money, right?
5: and make more money just the way it is? <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, this is definitely a year of a, a ton of big men, and it's going to be key to figure out how Kansas guards them. And they did a great job against Oscar. I feel like uh, Kentucky d- did pretty poor at getting him the ball as much as they could. But you're not going to see that come tournament time. Teams are going to be dialed in. They're going to be looking to take advantage of that down low. And it's just about, you know, traps and rotating out of that traps. And maybe a guy like, you know, um, Uday steps up and can guard someone one-on-one because that's key if you're able to guard bigs one-on-one that's something I took pride in during my time there was hey I don't want traps I can guard my guy one-on-one and everybody else doesn't have to help off that creates you know it makes it so much easier for the team as a whole and so that's going to be huge and They'll have time to figure that out. There's a couple teams in the Big 12, you know, they'll be able to practice against for the rest of this Big 12 season and Big 12 tournament. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, come tournament time, they'll have it dialed in. I know Coach Self, he always is prepping for, you know, March and figuring out how to get this team ready. So he knows what needs to be done and knows that that's something that, you know, could give Kansas some problems.
3: So a Big 12 championship obviously would be nice, but let's be real. They have a little work to do. But the Big 12 as a whole, as you brought up, being loaded. Oh, my God. More loaded, probably the most loaded it's ever been. Yes. Kansas State under Jerome Tang, they have two legit candidates for Big 12 Player of the Year, just the way it is. Marquis Snowell and Keontae Johnson are both phenomenal players. Texas, the fact that they're able to have this success with what's going on right now, Chris Beard and everything. That's just simply incredible. Iowa State T.J. Otzelberger has done a, a yeah. tremendous job. You're thinking Tyrese Hunter leaves. You're thinking, oh man, they're in trouble. Oh no, they're they're still right there in the thick of it. Right. Oklahoma State's playing well as of late. Oklahoma, I, I thought Oklahoma was the worst team in the league. Oklahoma, curb stops number two, <laughs> Alabama, <Ohio. laughs> and then Texas Tech always going to be tough at home. I know they've been going through a tough stretch. Baylor. Without Jerome Tang, still pretty darn good. Keontae George is a phenomenal basketball mm-hmm. player. TCU will be better when Mike, with, with uh, Mike Miles coming back. At least we think he's going to go back. I haven't seen the latest, but mm-hmm. certainly that would be a big thing. I mean, I'm, I'm listing oh, every team in the Big 12, it's and so I'm like,
5: find I don't know
3: where's the soft spot
5: in the Big 12 this year. There isn't one, and and this is one of the best I, years I've seen in the Big 12, and I've seen a lot of good years. Big 12 has always been good, even right. you know during my years playing there. It was always a grind. You always had – the top of the big 12 they were always ranked a lot of top 10 top 15 teams And then the bottom of the Big 12 was never an easy game. But this year, it's crazy to think that, like, even the bottom of the Big 12 is going out there and beating top teams outside the conference. And then in conference, I mean, you see all kinds of upsets happening and whatnot. And so it's tough, but I think it's good. It's a good learning experience. Obviously, you don't really drop too much as far as seating goes with losses. So you kind of take that because you can learn from the losses without ruining your seating spot too much. I think it's fun for the big 12 conference it's obviously fun for the games because you're never going to have a game that's you know, not watchable. Right. Every game, you have to come prepared. You have to come ready, and that's important because in the tournament, if you don't come prepared or ready for a game, and you're playing some team, oh, oh, we can beat them and whatnot. They'll sneak up and get you. And so, this is exactly you know what you want. These kind of tests is what your team needs because it's how you learn and move forward for the most important thing, which is you know March and that tournament that's in March.
3: Well, Landon, thank you so much for your time, man. Of course. Glad to run into you. I hope that you do get some more broadcasting yeah, opportunities. Yeah, I would love it. You're a, a natural, Thank so you appreciate you.
5: Thank you. I appreciate you having me.
3: That was Landon Lucas, KU big man last week at Super Bowl Fifty Seven Radio Row. Landon is very insightful, and something tells me we'll be having him on the show come March. Absolutely enjoyed visiting with Landon Lucas. And Landon Lucas, he actually has a podcast called The Glue Guys Podcast. I would highly recommend checking it out because Landon is a phenomenal interview. So thank you so much to the big man for joining us last week in Phoenix. All right, got to run. When we come back, take two Tuesday to finish off the show, it's The Pulse on ESPN Wichita.
2: This is The Pulse. On Wichita's new sports leader, ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM.
1: Switching and saving with GEICO is easy, so you're free to ponder life's big questions.
4: Like, why do people say it goes without saying and then say it anyway? I mean, if it really goes without saying, you should instead not say it and just give
1: a
2: knowing look? Well, folks, it goes without saying.
0: Uh, what does
2: The
5: thing that I'm not gonna say?
2: Okay. Switch and save with Geico. It's easier than you think. It's Tango Day, everybody. Follow after me and step and bet and slide and dip. That's Tango. Why is Ice-T
4: leading our Tango class?
0: It's probably the Heart-Shaped Honey Nut Cheerios. He found out they can help lower cholesterol. Now he's having fun taking care of his heart in all sorts of new ways.
2: Let's see those hips move, people.
0: Hurry and get your Heart-Shaped Cheerios. They're only here for a limited time.
3: Wichita, it's Pat, and I'm here with Clay from Best Body Shop. Hey Clay, you talk a lot about OEM parts. What exactly is OEM?
1: OEM stands for Original Equipment Manufacturer. These parts are coming directly from the manufacturer, but the more important question is what does it matter to you? At the end of the day, the safety of your vehicle is reliant on the parts that we use and the repairs of your vehicle. That's why at Best Body Shop, we use 100% OEM parts on
2: 100%
1: of the repairs.
3: Call 316-516-3827 or go online to bestbodyshopinwichita.com.
1: Were you exposed to hazardous materials while serving
4: in the military and have an illness or condition as a result?
0: If so, you may be eligible for VA benefits and services. Whether you need health care or want to file a disability compensation claim related to military exposures, VA is here to help. Visit va.gov forward slash military exposures to learn more and apply today.
1: You served your country, now let VA serve you.
2: What does it feel like to be in Kansas City, the soccer capital of America? To hear thousands shouting as one, to see waves of sporting blue, to hug total strangers, to be a part of something bigger than any of us. What does it feel like to be at Children's Mercy Park? It feels like home. It's showtime in Kansas City. Sporting opens the season at home on March 11th versus the L.A. Galaxy. Grab your tickets now at SportingKC.com. We're almost to the finish
3: line. The Kansas Collegiate Athletic Conference basketball season is almost over, and teams are trying to get to Hartman Arena in Park City, Kansas, home to KCAC Championship Monday. Join me, Pat Stropman, for our live play-by-play coverage of the road to Hartman Arena. Our final doubleheader takes place Wednesday, February 15th in Wichita as Friends host York. Coverage begins at 6 on Wichita's sports leader, ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM. Coming up, we have Seren Petro with the program. Then a little overtime at 6. After that, K-State in action tonight, taking on Oklahoma. Tip-off at 8, 7 o'clock. Pre-game coverage here on ESPN Wichita on 92.3 FM. Happy Valentine's Day. Didn't say that earlier, but happy Valentine's Day. Jack, did you get your little lady something special?
4: I did, I did, and I got plans for tonight. So cute.
3: Just wait till you're married. (laughs) (laughs) Things change a little bit. My wife, what I got her for Valentine's Day, flowers is always my go-to. She's a big sucker for flowers. And then uh, I guess it's part of the Take Two Tuesday. I'm sure you're going to ask about Valentine's Day. Maybe you weren't. But flowers, number one. And what I got her uh, in terms of like what's special to this one, got her an XL Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl championship hoodie. She's been wanting a hoodie. So here you go. And it works out well for me because I got to use that in the future as well, which we'll take it. What's, what's funny, Jack, is the reason why she wants this, and I guess I haven't announced this to the world yet, but to those who follow me on Twitter, you probably noticed a special announcement before the game uh, on Sunday. My wife and I, we are expecting our first child coming up later on, which is crazy to think that I will be a father in a couple of months but we are thrilled we're excited we appreciate all those people that have reached out to us already it is uh it, it's certainly going to be life changing so she wanted oversized hoodies <laughs> so she gets one because she is pregnant so appreciate my my wife who is the MVP and uh you know our valentines day is a little bit extra special with that going on so was that part of your Take-Two Tuesday? I Valentine's was going to ask you uh,
4: a Valentine's Day question. How about what is the best movie to watch on Valentine's Day? If you decide to stay in for a date I,
3: night. I, I you, know don't a rom-com? Know. you know what a rom-com you like?
4: Every guy's there's got lots, a rom-com they
3: like. There's, there's lots. Well, yeah, how to meet a – how to lose a guy in 10 days is my guilty pleasure. That I think forgetting Sarah Marshall won.
4: counts. Is that not a rom-com?
3: It is. I think it counts. It's a good rom com. Okay. Yeah. It I know you like that one. Yeah, of course it does. Yeah, those are good. And thank you, Texter 316-247-0923. Thank you so much. Congrats to you and your wife, Pat. Thank you. Thank you so much. Continue, Jack. And then how about let's oh, uh, stick with the <laughs>
4: <laughs> let's stick with the man that's of the, the hour here from social media earlier. Do the Chiefs re sign Juju Smith Schuster?
3: Uh, I don't know. I I like to say yes, but he might get a lot of money thrown his way. All depends on the price. All depends on the price. Thank you so much for listening to the show today. Thank you so much for that text. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much for all the love. My wife and I, we are super, super excited, to say the least, and we'll keep you all updated going forward. All right. If you missed any of our show You can check it out online, ESPNWichita.com. You can find it on Spotify and Apple Music as well. For producer Jack Johnson, I'm Pat Strothman saying so long, Wichita. Have a good one. We'll see you tomorrow at 2 o'clock.
2: Wichita's new sports leader, ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM, KKGQ, Newton.